I want to take you today <clears throat> as we deal with unshakable. We need to be unshakable. People call themselves Christians. I hear them say I'm Christian. I hear them say I've known the Lord for a long time. But then you see the littlest thing, the smallest thing comes along and they're shaking like, they're, like the grass in the wind. They're tossed to and fro. They have no strength. They have no ability. They have no longevity. And there's a reason for that because they don't really have the proper faith they need to have. We need to have a faith where we are unshakable. Say that I need to be unshakable. This is important. I'm going to take you to a verse that's very important to us. We've mentioned it the last few weeks. Romans 1, uh, Romans 1, 15. So as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed <clears throat> of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by what? Faith. And this is important. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you talk about the gospel, to, uh, you have to understand when you say gospel, to me, it's, it's, it's life news. They call it the good news, but I call it the life news. I call it the great news. I call it the transforming news. I call it the eternal news. It's not fake news. It's faith news. Let me say that again. It's not fake news. It's faith news that always reports the goodness of the Lord, the power of God. Today, I want to deal with this because his words, God's words, I'm not ashamed of his words. His words carry a life force. Can you say that? It carries a life force. You want a life force? Here it is right here. What is this word force that I'm speaking of? It's the capacity, if we look at pure definition, the capacity to do work or cause physical change. And I want to change that. Because we're dealing with the spirit. It not only can cause physical change, but it can most definitely cause spiritual change. So let's read it this way. The capacity to do work or cause physical, uh, spiritual change, spiritual energy, spiritual strength, or active power. Spiritual active power. That's what the pure definition of, of the word force means. But if you go into the word in the physics the definition according to physics, it's something that causes a change in the motion of an object. So what I'm going to tell you today is the Word of God is a life force and it can change things. You say, man, my life is going in the wrong direction. Well, faith can change things. It can move it in the right direction. You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm having some difficulties with my health. God can move it through life force in the right direction. Well, my, my relationship seems to be falling apart. God can move it in the right relation, right, right place for you. What I'm trying to say is life force is a real thing. It's not just a word. It's active. It's, it's powerful. It, 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 it takes those things that you think are impossible, and he works it out. Listen, if it wasn't for that life force, I wouldn't be here today. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even want to minister this word today. And you watch me today if it wasn't for the life force. Because I don't know if I could live this life without the life force. I don't know if I could take people. Uh-oh, here we go. 
I don't know if I could take people if it wasn't for the life force. Because everybody is so fickled and they've gotten so uh, apathetical. They've gotten to a place where they don't want to do anything. And so for a person like me that knows what God is doing in their life, I want to press them to do something great. I want them to realize there's a life force there when they go to bed at night, get up in the morning, even in their conversations. Mark this down. God's even listening to your conversations. You want life force? That life force is listening to you. It's the word of Almighty God. It's the gospel. The gospel is the power of God. Remember, we talked about this. The gospel is the power of God. But let's say it this way. The word of God is where the power of God is. Let's say it that way. The word of God is where the power of God is. God's power is contained. This life force is contained in this thing called the good news. It's good news. Say it with me. It's good news. It's the news that can change things. It is that life force. His words form the world. Notice he didn't say, if you're going to deal with with the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, he does not say that the gospel of Christ is, in fact, terrible news. He doesn't say the gospel, Pastor Kenny, is bad news. He's constantly amazed how I am personally constantly amazed how people can take something so wonderful, something so powerful, something so filled with life force and turn it into bad news. How in the world do you do that? I hear preachers taking the good news and turning it into bad news and running people away from the gospel. That's a shame to me. Matter of fact, people will take scriptures like this. Let me give you, for instance, an illustration, which is great. And it's a powerful scripture when Paul said in his prayer, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 6 and 7, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Paul was very careful, didn't want somebody to see him as something that he was not. He wanted to give God the glory. Then he said, And lest I should be exalted above measure... Through the abundance of the revelations, and he had an abundance of revelations, even caught up into the third heavens, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. How this thorn was acquired, we're not real sure, but it says, the thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me, uh, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, what you need to do right now is slap your ears and say, you know what, I may, be, I may be misunderstanding some things here because this is where people preaches this. Paul was asking God to deliver him from the thorn in the flesh. That's what he was asking God to do. And many ha have their opinions on what that thorn in the flesh was. Some said it was his eyesight. Some said he had skeletal problems or skeletal issues. Listen, whatever it was, it was. But it was a thorn in his flesh. And, and, and like I said, they said maybe it was a physical ailment. They're asking, in, per, in reference to these scriptures, he's asking for God's healing. He's asking for God to heal him. But what does God reply? My grace is sufficient for you. Yeah, you're going through hell, Paul. And let me say one thing. Can I do this? Will you allow me to do this? There's a lot of people right now thinking that, that because I'm a Christian and I pray every day and I fast a little bit and I go to church, I'm going to have no problems. Get ready. Fasten your seatbelt. You're going to go through hell. Why? 
Because the devil is real, the devil is alive. No, he can't take you out, but he can make you wish you were out. That's why you have to have this life force. That's why you have to have this faith that's unshakable. Are you with me? You wonder, what in the world's going on? I've done that myself. I've sat and said, my God, what in the world is going on? And he said, well, what do you want it to be? It's up to you, son. What do you want it to be? But God says to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And I've heard people take these verses and prove with these verses that Paul, God would not heal Paul. That's not what was said here, that God would not heal. But with this in mind, they say that God's taking these verses, that God's healing is not for everyone. He didn't heal Paul. So you... God's not going to heal you. Maybe it's not in his will to heal you. I personally do not believe it. I don't see how they can get from this text these words. Because God's grace, hear me now. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is God's enabling power. He was telling Paul, man, you've got my enabling, po- <coughs> my enabling power. God's grace, watch this, is his willingness to be involved in a certain dimension. It's his willingness. He said, I will get involved in this dimension if you will just trust me. But listen, in all this, I believe he had to get Paul's attention. Three times he asked by saying, and three times God says the same thing over and over again, basically saying, Paul, you are asking me, hear this. You're asking me to do something that I'm not going to do because I've already done it. Did you catch that? I'm not going to do what you're asking me to do because I've already done it. I've provided you with my grace and my grace is sufficient. Are you catching that, Pastor Mike? My grace is sufficient for you to be healed. All you have to do, Paul, is stand on what you're teaching. My grace is sufficient. To me, that means something. If God said to me, my grace is sufficient, then I'm going to start saying, Lord, then I know you're going to heal me. I know you're going to heal me. Paul, you're going to have to depend upon my grace. Listen, not only on my revelation, because he had great revelation, but he needed to come to the understanding of the grace that he was living in and walking in. Does that make sense to everyone now? It's very, very true. So he's, he, Paul, three times, hold on, Paul. You're going to have to learn. You're going to have to do this for yourself. You have to learn, act, act, A-C-T, act your, for yourself on, with my grace. Then he's, he teaches you have to resist the devil, something he knew. You have to resist the devil. And through faith, you need to learn how to get rid of the thorn in the flesh. You have to deal with it. Same thing you have to do and I have to do. God's not going to do it. You said, God, take this, take this from me. He said, wait a minute. My grace is sufficient. Now you catch it. Kenny, my grace is sufficient. you got a heart problem. My grace is sufficient. What does that mean? Kenny, you've got to believe that God can heal that heart. My grace is sufficient. There's not a day I live that I don't say, oh, my God, I need your grace. I don't know if I can live without it. I know I couldn't. I need his grace, and it is, watch this, is more than sufficient. It will handle it. And we can get rid of the thorns in our flesh if we'll just have this unshakable faith, this life force. 
That's what I'm dealing with today, the life force. So if we live the life of unshakable faith, an ever-increasing faith, we walk in the rule of the authority of heaven. That's the rule we walk in, the authority of heaven. How many people that are watching me today understand that there's a lot of things God is going to do for you, but he has given you an avenue where you through faith must learn to do it for yourself. You're going to have to do some things for yourself. Quit being so lazy, spiritually lazy. Well, I know God will get to it when he wants to. Well, you know what? He's already done it. You have to apply the word of faith. Say that. I have to apply the word. You know, it's like holding a, 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 a tube of salve for a mosquito bite. And you're holding that tube and saying, my mosquito bite's itching me. That mosquito bite's hot. It's got fever in it. And I'm just so uncomfortable. But, I'm, but I got a tube. I've got a tube. And I paid a price for that tube. I got a tube of salve in my hand that can deal with the issue. But until there is an application, there will be no satisfaction. There has to be an application. Same thing with faith. Same thing with grace. You have to apply it and apply it and apply it and apply it because the devil is not going to give up. Flesh is not going to give up. You have to be in a constant conflict with it in order to get your, your prayer answered. Hebrews 1.3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things. I've read this over and over and I keep reading it. He upholds all things by the word of his power. What? The word of his power. What is the word of his power? The gospel. What is that? The life force. The life force. The life force. Keep saying that. It's a life force. The word of his power. When he had himself purged our sins, he paid for the tube. He paid for the salve. It's paid for. Are you getting it now? I'm holding my salvation. I'm holding his promises. And all I have to do is apply it. But we're so stubborn, we won't do it sometimes. He says, he, he, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of, of the majesty on high. Hear me again. It takes the word of God in action. It takes the word of God in your life. You have, if you want to be victorious and want to be unshakable, you have to apply this life force. Don't just wear a shirt that says, I've got life force. Don't just walk around on Sunday and say, I've got life force. Amen. No, no, no. It's when you're confronted with something, you say, I'll not let that throw me off base. People try to draw me sometimes into arguments, and I am a terrible person when I get mad. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not a good person when I get angry. Pastor Mike is raising his hand saying, yes, I, I'm a terrible person. I'm just not a good person when I get angry. So it's better for me not to go there. So what do I do? I will not allow them to pull me into that dimension. I'm giving a word now to somebody. Don't allow people to pull you into that dimension where you will say and do things you should not do. Because you are flesh and blood and you're carnal and you'll go there every time. I will. I used to. Man, I used to go there every time. But Jesus paid the price for the tube. He paid the price for the salve. All I have to do is apply it daily, daily application. It takes the word of God. It takes the word of God. Watch this. <clears throat> no word. Say that with me. No word. 
no faith. No word, no life force. Because faith is a life force. It's a living thing. It's powerful. In reference to faith, we look at the word prosperity. We hear people talk about prosperity. We've seen people, when it comes to teaching, they start teaching prosperity. They, they get ashamed of that message because they're fearful to think that people will think that they want something from them. Well, how many people know that, that it's very possible that uh, God wants something from them? Have you ever thought of that? I've watched others, though, go to extreme and prostitute that message, the message of prosperity. Now, hear me when I say this. Some have said they've made prosperity the measuring stick of whether or not you have faith. There are ministries that teach if you've got faith, you'll be prosperous. That's not a correct teaching. There's no biblical basis for that. Where you can say that prosperity is the measure of having faith. But on the other hand, listen, I sure do like to have prosperity. It's, it, far, it beats poverty. I've been on both sides. I'd much rather be prosperous than in poverty. How about you? So when I talk about prosperity, I'm talking about abundance. I'm talking about abundance. And I believe according to the word of God that he wants you to have abundance. Say that. God wants me to have abundance. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. And I believe here he was not just talking about the enemy, the devil. He was talking about the religious leaders of that day. If you read it, you'll see that's where he's talking about. He was saying that all they want to do is steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that they might have life. They might have it more abundantly. He wants us to have the more abundant life. Amen? Listen. It's God's will. Say that to me. It's God's will. It's God's will for you to live a life, an abundant life, life abundantly. This is what I believe and this is what I stand on. I believe that through God's word, he has shown us will. He has shown us his will and purpose for our lives through his word. That's why nothing is going to throw me off base. I mean, sometimes I want to quit. Sometimes I want to throw up my hands. Sometimes I say it's enough like Elijah did. But you know what? It's, until God says it's enough, it's not enough. Until, you know, I may want to be finished, but God says I'm not finished. You say you're through, but God says, no, you're not through. The only one that has a right to say it's over is God himself. But he has a will and a purpose for our lives. So when it comes to prosperity, I believe it is a matter of understanding the principles. What did I teach you last week? The principles of prosperity. Once you understand the principles, you can walk in prosperity. I believe it is a matter of understanding God's purpose in it for your life. In other words, why would he bless you if you weren't going to do something productive with it? Well, I'll tell you, when God lets me win the lottery, I'll, I'll pay my tithe. Really? Have you ever thought about starting now before there's a windfall? Because that's what God looks at. What did you do with the little that you had? The Word of God is full, as a matter of fact. The Word of God, if I'm going to go with this life force, it's full of prosperity, and prosperity is involved in the gospel of salvation. I don't have much more time here, but I want you to understand that prosperity is a part of the gospel of salvation, the good news. So here's the point I'm trying to make. 
That's the point I'm trying to get to. Paul said the gospel, the good news, is the power of God unto salvation. So write this down. The word salvation in the Greek is sozo. Look it up. Look it up. That word in the Greek means deliverance. It means preservation. It means healing. It means prosperity. It has to do with God's promises to you. Salvation. It's everything. It's the life force. So salvation is not just a one-time thing. It's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing experience. It's not just a new birth. It's a continual experience. I'm going to stop with that right there. Because I believe the Lord is doing something wonderful in your life right now. I'm excited about this message of life force. Because how in the world can I leave here today and not have that life force? How can I get in my car and drive without that life force? How can I face my family without that life force? How can I face with, with, with sometimes people are mean. How can I do it without that life force? Even Jesus, how in the world he can hang on a cross, bleeding and dying, tortured, and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Why? He was full of life force. Now, there's many of you wanting blessings, many of you wanting prayers answered, but you are hindering your own blessing and your own prayer. You're hindering it. You're stopping it because you're walking outside the life force. You're walking in what you want. You're walking in your carnal nature, and you will not let the life force flow through you. And hear me when I tell you, it's not only for your benefit. You, you need to see other people around you and say, I want them blessed. I want them benefited. I want them helped. That's the power of the life force. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity. I want to thank you, God, that you are, a, you are the great and mighty God, and there's none other like you. I thank you, Lord, that the people that have been listening to me today, they are wanting change. They're wanting transformation. They want restoration. Lord, they want to learn this thing called the force, the life force. They want to understand this thing called unshakable power. God, and I ask you to bless them today and strengthen them today. And Lord, what little I've spoken in the few moments we've had, somehow let faith arise and let their enemies be scattered. Let their circumstances be scattered. Lord, I pray for all those that are suffering today, for those that need knowledge today. I pray, God, touch them, strengthen them, help them, uphold them with the right hand of your righteousness. Lord, I love you. I respect you. I honor you. And I thank you, God, for the time we've had together in Jesus' name. And they all would say, it shall come to pass. Thank you, Father.